the the way the points are going to shake out over these last few rounds, I don't think there's going to be a ton of surprises except for there's going to be the B-Robs. There's going to be the Davis Fishers that come in and and get a, a get a win and and really shake things up. So I think from a fan standpoint, those wild cards are going to be insane. Episode 140, Tank Slap Podcast. We don't know what the hell we're doing on this pod. We got a mix of everything. We just want to get a couple pods out here this week. Other side of the mic is Eric Hartley. What's good, dude? Not too much, not too much. Just uh, getting ready for round two uh, coming up in uh, Boise of the the West Series for GNHC. And then uh, taking a little guy out to Grands. Um in Decoin, gonna go home and, and see the family. So just prepping for that. Yeah, you're from you're from Illinois, uh Springfield, right? So it's uh it's not that yeah. far. It's about what an hour, hour No, an hour? I went to uh yeah, I went to college down in southern Illinois too. So I familiar with Decoin. So I get the biggest kick out of uh the shithole of Decoin being special one time a year. So <laughs> I know, dude. It's it's funny. When we were younger and we used to race there, there'd be all these like the coin like girls that would just show up to the fairgrounds and we're just like, wait, where are you from? They're like the coin. I'm like, is there anything else to do? They're like, no, there's, this is the fairgrounds is literally everything to do in town. So, yeah. uh, there's like yep. two, two hotels. They're both shitty. Um, it's not besides the racetracks because the racetracks actually aren't bad, but everything else in the town, there's just like nowhere, like for me being like an athlete, quote unquote, there's nowhere good to eat. Like there's a Sonic. There's just like, it's just Midwest towns. Well, man. and that's it's, definitely been a problem with the coin is getting people to come out of the woodworks to go to that race. Cause it, it is, it's in the middle of nowhere. Like it's kind of St. Louis, but it's really not, you know? So it's, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, other than Springfield, I think for to have amateur nationals, it's a great location, minus that there's yeah. not a lot of hotels, not a lot of restaurants. I mean, the coin back in the day used to get a really good crowd, but we're just not – it's not the same as back in the day where fans would ride their Harleys to you know all over the country to chase the Camel Pro Series and camp out. It was uh, a lot more blue-collar back, back then. I mean, it's just life's so different now. It's – it's hard to uh, pinpoint what what we need to do to help that grow. But before we get on any farther, I want to make sure we shout out a couple of sponsors to make this podcast happen. Mission Foods, our title sponsor, keeping us rolling. Make sure you go out and buy some Mission products. Support those who support the sport. If you can't find them at your local grocery store, hit them up online and, and stock up tortilla shells, tortilla chips. They have salsa. They have a ton of really, really cool and, and tasty products. So make sure you check out Mission Foods want to give a shout out to dunlop motorcycle tires 19 inch 17 inch flat track tires off-road street uh, anything you need dunlop's got you as far as tires go it's really cool and underrated what dunlop does for their amateur program they have the team dunlop elite where they sponsor amateur riders and, and they give them an opportunity so i think that's a really cool aspect of what dunlop does and it just shows how dedicated they are to to not just making money in the sport, they actually give back and and uh, they offer contingency and they help the riders. And it's just a really cool thing that, that Dunlop's doing across the board and uh, especially in flat track. 
And I want to give a shout out to Moto America. Appreciate everything they're doing for the podcast. Uh, they've been with us before I was employed by them and they're, uh, what they're doing, man, it's, it's insane from their events their social media, the racing has been incredible. I'll talk about road America this past weekend, but dude, it was like Woodstock. It, the, there were so many people at that, at that venue. And it's a huge venue. I think the track is like four miles long and there were people everywhere. Like I had to leave the mini cup track to go get something um, on the big track and just riding a golf cart through the, through the facility. It was like, I wanted to crack open a beer and just hang out with the crowd. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was so sick. Um, I've, I've never seen anything like that at a race ever. I don't think so. Um, maybe when I went to like Bud's Creek back in the day, or I went to Hangtown, uh, some, some like moto events, but I, I don't know it seemed like there's more people there than I've ever seen at a race. So that was really cool. Um, Let's, uh, what we chatting, dude, let's chat. Uh, so this past weekend, we'll talk about, uh, I mentioned road America a little bit. We had mini cup over the weekend and it's, uh, it's my third weekend, dude. So we're halfway done this mini cup adventure and I it's been, I a saw ride. that clip of, uh, Cruz and Brandon. So do you want to break down that play? <laughs> yeah. So when the, when the riders go out, they take a sighting lap and then one parent can grid, like they go out to the grid and they show the the uh the child where to start they kind of line them up give them a little pep talk and and go racing and be posh he's he's got a broken back still he's 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 pretty soon to be coming off the injured list he'll be back on a bike soon but he's hanging out and i was you know it's i'm so busy at that event uh it's like winter throwdown on pavement not the entries but just like it's just crazy there's so much that goes on and i'm like hey posh you know Cruz loves posh i'm like hey go out and and you know grid up cruise because i'm i don't know what i was doing uh, so he goes out and I, I'm like walking over real slow and I don't, he had one job grid up cruise. I look over <laughs> the throttle sticking, the bikes up in the air. Cruise is falling off the back. My boy, Zach, <laughs> he's grabbing the front of the bike, complete chaos. I'm like, what the fuck, dude, you had one job lining up my, my child. And, um, it actually scared, it scared cruise. He was like, why did that happen? Why did it actually kind of messed up his race a little bit. I mean, it was like, cause then in road, like there's no time to wait in road racing. Like you go. And I was like, all right, yeah. go, you're good. It's good. It's good. It's like, I had no idea <laughs> if it was good. I didn't know what happened, but carnage, dude, carnage. Yeah. I laughed really hard when I saw that. So I had to, had to ask on that one. Yeah. Yeah. He had one job and he managed to screw it up, but no, it's, it's been a journey, this mini cup thing, man, but I, I love it. It's, the breath of fresh air and i'd like next year i i've talked to chuck and wayne nicole a little bit i'd like to get some rental bikes uh that we can put in like a trailer and give like some of these flat track kids an opportunity to come out um yeah. where they can just rent a bike and just come out and do it because it's it's you get so much riding time like you, i break down time on a bike at a flat track race and i probably never should have did it because now i'm pissed off <laughs> they only get like five six minutes of riding time at these local races between like two, four lap practices, maybe a four or six lap heat race and an eight lap, hopefully main event. You break it down with like 20 second lap times. It's like six minutes of riding. It's, it's actually, hmm. you drive two hours to the track, six minutes of ride time, you drive two hours back We're road racing. It's, you know, 15 minute practice, 15 minute qualifying one, 15 minute qualifying two, two races. I think that That's, has a lot to do with, uh, like, you know, the fact that that's road and we're on dirt and you have to deal with all that baggage all day, or do they just generally have longer programs where they're out all day? 
I don't know. I think it's just the nature of the sport. Um, yeah, I mean, granted, yeah. dirt, like you uh you gotta prep the track, and that's 80% of my headaches at winter throwdown or any dirt race I've done is track prep. Like 80% of like the problems. It's like trying to make the track as good as I can. Where we'll just get on of- Facebook, they'll tell you how to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And 80% of my problems in Moto America, the mini cup is probably dealing with the parents. Like the parents are crazy. Um, they're getting better. We're starting to develop a little, um, I think I'm starting to gain a little bit respect. And, uh, I think we understand each other, understand each other a little bit more. I mean, to be fair, they're probably like, what's this guy, this dirt guy doing coming over here and, you know, but, um, yeah, I mean, I don't mind earning that respect, but yeah, I mean, the problems in each are so different, but the track time, it's amazing how much track time you get. I mean, it's, Cruz, I think he, we've never really practiced, you know, we just do these races, but he's gotten, he's developed so well because he's on the track all day. And that's a really cool part of it. So I want to get some bikes and I want to get more flat track kids out there because it's just a really cool thing. And, uh, it's easy. You just throw bikes on a, you know, throw, sorry, throw bikes, throw tires on a stock bike and go out and ride. So. That would yeah. be cool. Yeah. So, so we'll they see. had, uh, Dairyland, Dairyland as well. You, Dairy. you, uh, you took, uh, you took part in that. So what, uh, how was that? Yeah. I've been calling it the Fairyland just because every time I type it in my phone, it fucking changes it to yeah, Fairyland. Yeah. So I just been, uh, I've been, I've just been running with it. Fairyland. Ah, dude, I don't know. I've never rode that race and it's a big, it's a big event. Like it's been around for a long time. It's one of the original outlaw premier events in the country. I mean, he's been doing it for, Sorry, Bert. I don't know the exact time frame, but I want to say at least at least twenty years. I want to say. Um, actually, I could probably look that up while while we're chatting here. But oh, that's for sure on the website. Yeah, he's got a great website. Honestly, his website I I utilize it all the time with with racing history and oh man, just so much. Uh, let me look here. Okay, so the first ever Dairyland Classic was two thousand four, so nineteen years. Uh, actually shout out Jethro Halbert. Jethro Halbert won the first ever Dairyland. Um, wow. it's, it's actually funny. They called it the five Oh five CC pro class back then. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> and the list of winners here, man, it's Jethro, Sean Russell, Brian Bigelow, Kenny Coolbeth, Jared Meese, Mikey Martin, Mishler, uh, Janish, uh, the winner in 2020. I bet you never guess who it was. COVID-19. <laughs> the, the number oh, they have is, man. is 19. Yeah. Big, Big fucking winner there. Uh, Trent Lowe this year. So it's been uh, Jay Maloney's won it. There's a lot of good guys that have won this race, and I've never done it. So I was like, dude, how hard? I mean, I'm going to be in town. I figured it'd be pretty easy. You know, I'll just work all day, get up at 5.30 a.m. and, you know, swing over, cut out of school a little early and go over and race it. But it was exhausting. <laughs> that That's it. That was the That's the race report, short and sweet. It was exhausting. It was exhausting. That basically sums it up, dude. Um, yeah. Well, I picked the most stacked year ever to do it. I mean. Yeah, I saw that entry. I was like, God damn. I know. Well, I thought I'd make a, like when I was telling Chuck, I was like, hey, man, there's this big race in Wisconsin. Um, you know, usually there's a few guys that do it. But, you know, if you sweep everything, you make like, I think you make like four grand or something. He's like, oh, okay. You know, so you know, he's like, Oh, we're all coming over. So Chuck and Wayne Rainey and Nicole, and I had probably 20 to 25 Moto America staff members come and support me. <laughs> and all the kids the next day, they're like, what place you get? What place you get Corey? I was like sixth. They're like, 
oh <laughs> so i'm like well you know it was pretty stacked yeah i i beat both uh national champions from last year but five other guys go. whooped my ass so it was it was stacked the the track was okay um i'm not gonna lie i don't love the track it's 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 not super racy it's just a groove a groove track and to be fair it hasn't rained in wisconsin in, in a long time so it was pretty dry but track got better as the night went on and um the way they do the dash for cash eric it's kind of unique they do they pick um so uh, um it's different manufacturers in the dash for cash so they have one k the fastest ktm the fastest oh. husqvarna fastest fastest honda indian motorcycle rotax um so th- whoever does the best in the heat race is based off what brand you're on you make the dash and the slowest okay. or quote unquote slowest the rider that does the worst they start first and then it's staggered. So they stagger you out. So I started, I actually made the dash, which I was kind of pumped on because, um, I mean, factory KTM was there, Max and Cody and shit, dude, I, I don't ride my 450 hardly at all. Um, I need to ride it more. I just don't love these 450s, but I was like, all right, well, I don't probably won't, I don't know if I'll make the dash because Max and Cody are pretty good. Max is good. Cody's decent. Um, so I was like, (laughs) Uh, I made the fucking dash, dude. So I was pumped and I got fourth in the dash and, and sixth in the main, but, uh, Trent won, which I was pissed about because Trent hasn't beaten me much in his life. Um, yet. I mean, he's, he's hitting his stride, but I was, I was, uh, I was a little bummed that Trent beat me, but I'll equally stoked that my boy got the win. It was cool. Yeah, no, he, he looked good. Um, and <laughs> it was good to see cop up there running. We just got to pick which cop we're talking about this one. You know, Joe, Joe got on the bike and, and, and did really well. So it was cool to see that Joe still got it. What was he? He was on a Rotax, wasn't he? Yeah. Rotax, which was, uh, which was cool. Cause then he got, he got third in the dash too. Um, he started, he might've started one or two spots ahead of me, um, in the dash, but there wasn't much passing in the dash. I think I got, I went from sixth to fourth. I think Joe went from fifth to third, um, uh, Tom Drain won the dash. He actually looked really good too. I, that's not a track I thought Tom would have would have yeah. crushed it on, but he he was he was really good. Um, it was the three Turner boys at the front, uh, and then it was uh, Bruner, me, and Drain. We were kind of battling a little bit there. Um, right toward the end, I, I felt like I was inching up on Drain a little bit, but I man, I would have nothing short of him blowing the groove. I w- I don't think I ever would have passed him and. Uh, and then I, I think Meese, Meese or Max was, I think it was Meese actually was behind me and it was crazy. It was a crazy race. It's actually two man, like these outlaw races, how, how many different setups guys run like in that main event alone, there are four different tire brands out there. Wow. So it was, <laughs> uh, it was crazy. The, the, uh, Honda boys had Hoosiers on and I don't want to call them out, but it looked like they all had liners in their tires when I was lining up in staging i was doing the old glance over and it looked like <laughs> you can tell guys run liners when they have like the square the, the top of their tire is like square and yeah. honestly about half the field looked like they had liners in so um and the turner boys checked out i mean they were they were yeah. i couldn't even see them so they were they were way far way far ahead so <laughs> yeah but good event good event did you 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 was there a video or how'd you did you find yeah i watched some of the uh yeah I was on Bird's website plus yeah people were streaming it and stuff so that yeah, was cool um I don't know if you saw but uh Tom's little brother did well in the 250 class did he win it or 
I thought. So he Somebody won it, but I didn't get to watch any okay. any other events, man. I mean, I was okay. I was almost napping in between in between races. <laughs> uh, I was so tired. Like I literally, literally, my buddy Johnny Long. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have even raced it because he picked my bike up at the at the mini cup track, took it over, yeah. got it ready, set it up, picked me up, and I got there <clears throat> right as practice was starting. Like I was getting changed in the in the truck. So um, I didn't. How far away was it? It's 15 minutes, which is awesome. It's literally right down the street. Oh, so oh, yeah, yeah. So if, if it wasn't for my boy Johnny and uh, DJ Slosser and a bunch of the Wisconsin boys that that helped me out, I wouldn't have even did it. But um, I felt like I half-assed it a little bit. So um, next year, I'd like to take it a little bit more serious and and um, yeah. like actually be prepared because well, hopefully there's a national uh, that day, so I can. Ch- it's not as stacked, <laughs> but. Uh, I'm sure Bert yeah. lost it. Sandbag it. Yeah. yeah, sandbag. Well, I don't know, man. There's these local boys go good. There was a guy in the main event. Uh, I don't even know who he was. He lined up next to me going out on the main. It was number 48. Like he had no number or no name on his jersey, full face helmet and moto gear. And he was fast. I had no I have no idea who he was. Um Trey Johnson. Trey Johnson. Yeah. Okay. Well, shout out to him because he he led most of the laps in his in his heat race too. Trent only passed him on like the last lap, uh, oh, so damn. that guy was rolling. He had like a yeah. he had like an older Honda and he was hooked up. <laughs> so that's awesome. Shout that's out to to, uh, to Trey. Yeah, I have to. Uh, maybe I've raced with him before. I, I have no idea, but it was it was rad. Yeah. The stands were packed and it was uh, overall a really cool event. So shout out to Bert. He was really, really easy going and fun to work with because I kept texting him. I'm like, dude, I, I don't know if I'm going to get there in time. And he was super like um, willing to kind of help make it happen for me. So yeah. <clears throat> I want to give a shout out to uh, to Bert. Yeah, and then over uh, in the hooligan side of things, uh, that was – so th- for anyone that doesn't know, Jeremy DeRoyter, DeRuiter, however the hell you want to pronounce his last name, he runs the, the G&H series, and he had a pretty bad get-off last year at Cedar Lake. And this was the first race, the first time he was back on the bike since that race. And he's now one for one. So he, he won that race and looked good from, you know, everything that I saw. And it's, it's really cool to see Jeremy get back on the bike. Cause I know how much he loves racing. So it's good. Just wanted to give him a shout out for uh, getting back <clears throat> on the bike and winning. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, someone mentioned, or I saw the results maybe on Facebook the next day that he got the win. I honestly didn't get to watch a lick of the hooligan class at all i was sorry dude i fucking mowed my grass this morning and my allergies are just hammered but uh i didn't get to catch uh any of the hooligan stuff but i did see he won and uh he's a solid rider i mean he was a he was a pro like yes. national number rider so he's he's no slouch um i saw him i didn't even know he was there until i was leaving the track like i saw him <laughs> as i was walking out i saw his bike to the side he was parked next to Meese. um but it was yeah. cool man it was it's cool to race with Joe Cop again and Jared Meese and just a bunch of of legends uh back in the middle of the pack. Actually, I gotta call out my boy Cody. Cody was uh Cody didn't make the main. He was in the in the B main, which shows you how stacked this event is when you have Cody Cop in the B main and he didn't even win it. I mean, Justin Jones was in the B main, who's another phenomenal rider, and he won the B main, and then Declan Bender. Uh, it's a really unique program where there's no semis and I had no idea cause I missed riders meeting and I'm glad I, <laughs> I knew that because I'm like, I'm glad I did decent in my heat. Uh, Sadhoff beat me in the heat. I got second, 
uh but i i didn't know like there weren't semis or anything i was just i was just like trying to win the heat but uh yeah there was it was stacked but cody yeah fucking cody dude he he'll either win an outlaw race by half a track or he'll struggle it's like (laughs) well so i don't know there had to be something more to that and again i'm the conspiracy guy on this there had to have been something more it kind of reminds me like in spring training like with baseball, you'll see a pitcher get hammered for eight runs in an inning. And then like in the, you know, afterwards they'll say, no, the pitching coach had that pitcher working specifically on a splitter. So he threw a splitter for an entire inning and we didn't care about the results. So there's just had to, I mean, Cody's just too talented. There had to have been something that they were working on or issues or what. I just, I can't sit here and say, yeah, no, Cody's a B main runner up or whatever. So I'd, I'd be, he didn't even get runner up. Something. He got third, but uh, but yeah, God no, um, yeah, I don't know. I his starts were really bad, but okay. um, between Max and him, they just didn't have any raw speed, really. I mean, they weren't bad. Obviously, they they were good. No. They're they can ride anything, and they're great. <laughs> some of the best riders in the world. But um, me personally, man, I don't know like what their setup was like. But I really, I felt like I struggled with with grip in the middle of the corner on my bike. So I don't know if they were experiencing the same thing, but the track was really, it was a groove track, but it was kind of weird. Like turns three and four, I felt were really slick and turns one and two were weird. And then like off the outside of the groove, it looked like it was really dry, but some riders were making it work and it was just sort of like a real technical track. And it was, yeah, it just, it just was, it was just was tough. So, um, but I mean, he's still the AFD singles points leader. He's a defending champ. And I don't know. He just doesn't look like he's gelling with the bike right now. So hopefully he figures it out. Um, there's a couple of racetracks coming up that should be really good for Cody. Uh, the yeah. coin is, you know, the, I don't know if we talked about it on the red mile, the red mile rewind, but red mile in Sacramento, I call them like drag strip miles where it's really long straightaways and like slower corners. And then like the coin and Springfield are, it's not really like that. You, you get rewarded for more corner speed, I think there. So I think yeah. that'll favor or not favor him, but not having a really fast bike won't, won't affect them as much on those miles. And then we go into Lima where he dominated Lima last year. And then a bunch of these car tracks, which we know he's good on the car tracks as well. So, um, yeah, uh, let's actually, Eric, if you want, we can actually, it's not technically midway through the season. The coin would be midway through the year, but we have an off weekend and we can kind of go through maybe some things we can expect for the second half of the year. If you're cool with that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me shout out bell power sports, check out bellhelmets.com to view their full line of products. I see more and more riders in American flat track wearing bell helmets. It's, it's awesome to see. I've been trying to get all my, all my friends and riders and everybody that, I roll with wearing bell helmets. Uh, the quality and safety is unmatched. If you start tank slapping, you won't be protected by bell. <clears throat> yeah, allergy job. Yeah. Uh, Yamaha Motorsports and Yamaha Racing. Check out their website at yamahamotorsports.com. Motorcycle, ATV, side-by-side, snowmobile, and power products. Yamaha revs your heart. Let's get into it, dude. What, do you, what are your bold predictions for the second half of the year? Let's start with the singles. Oh, James Ott to coin mile. That's it. James Ott what? Get he's going to get a win? I think James Ott's going to get to the coin mile. Yep. Oh, time he's off, win it. Time away from the bike. I think uh, his old man and his really terrible team manager, uh, I don't know if you know that guy or not, but I think uh, 
I just, you know, like he came into the season just on fire and um, you know, the results have kind of been hit or miss or whatever, but I think time away, you know, doing some outlaw racing or reset it. And I, I just think that break is going to be the break that he needs and he's going to do what he did when he came out and came out uh, down in Daytona. So that's, that's, that's my bold prediction for uh, DeCoin. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I mean, shit, I would take that. That'd be sick. Um, I think he's got a really good shot at getting a win this year. I don't think the coin is going to be the favorite on my list for James. Okay. Uh, just cause I know how fast, and I'm just being honest, how fast the Turner bikes are and how fast yeah. the Essenson bikes are. Um, they're, they're, they're program. They, they're, the bikes are, it just seems like there's so much. It's not even, it doesn't even seem like it's close. Um, the, like we can kind of sit in Dalton can sit in behind those guys, but how many bikes do you see draft by Turner or Essenson other brands? You just don't see it. I mean, they, yep. they can draft each other, but everybody else kind of just sits in. So, so yeah. And some of those miles though, uh, Chad and, and James were doing well at the beginning of the event. So I think we can put one and one together. We'll get two. you know what I'm saying? So, um, I don't know. I just, I just, I'm going to put a lot of stock in, uh, the time away, time off reset, uh, the mentality side of it. I just, yeah, for some reason I've just, I'm picking James for that one. Yeah. When it comes to the singles class, not many riders work harder than James. I mean, he's fully, fully dedicated, but I'm looking at like West Virginia, half mile, uh, Middletown Bridgeport. I think he'll be really good there. And then Lima last year, he got fifth. So he's actually, he loves the throttle. So I think he'll be really good at Lima, but Lima's hard because there's so many other kids that go great there as well. You have Cody, you have drain, you have sat off. Chad's been on the podium there on a single. Um, Max has won or got second. Did he win Lima the one year? He definitely got second top two. I think Wiles might've won and Max got second. Shayna should be better there this year. She had, she's won there twice. Um, she's been having a lot of issues with her, her mile bike. So, but Lima is just so many kids can, can win there. Um, and then you go to the TTs, which we have three TTs in a row and that's a, that's a whole different ball game as well. I mean, uh, yep. you have guys on TTs that are just great TTers. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think these, these clay half miles, uh, the next five will be interesting. You have, the coin Lima and then three clay half miles. Uh, again, I'm not trying to be biased, but I'm going to Trent low. I mean, he won, he won Dallas. He got second at sack. He won red mile. He just won Dairyland. He kind of, from what I heard, he checked out. And then the coins, another mile Lima. He won a couple cushions already this spring over Tom drain and some other good cushion guys. And then you go to three clay tracks. So, I'm looking at Trent on that same on that same point though, right? You uh, so I know that I went with James, but Chase is from right there, and we know that he dominated at amateur nationals when he would go and stuff. So he does have mile experience when it comes to this racetrack, right? So you ask him to get on a mile track that you know he's got some experience because you know last year and this year, but I mean he has. He has a lot of experience at DeCoin, so I don't think it's out of the question to say, on the other hand, this could be the one where Chase gets it. Yeah, and I honestly think Trent and Chase are elevating each other's game because 
When you have a teammate, you do not want to lose to your teammate. You want to be the big dog in the truck. And, you know, Trent is riding phenomenal. I've rode with Trent all winter. He's, he's on it. We, we work, we work really hard. I mean, he's, he's come a long way in a couple of years and he's just a, he's a problem, but then you have Chase (laughs) who wants it and he, he's a problem. And then they're pushing each other. And I, I mean, I, I, I got to throw chase. I think he wins within the next three, four races. I don't know what race that is, yeah. but he's been so close. And if he gets close, he's going to be a problem because he wants that first win. So, okay. um, so here we go. Now, if you go to Lima, now we know that with, with the group tracks, you've got to hit your marks. You got to stay on the groove. If you don't, you're fucked. Right. With Lima, there's definitely a lot more, um, you know, forgiveness in the fact that it's a cushion you can get away with a lot they prep it well it's a good racetrack do you think that that could be where chase stacks up because he is a good cushion rider um and he's on a high right now and it can be a little more forgiving because even he in his own podiums and posts and stuff he'll mention he's like oh i made a mistake here and that you know that cost me here or whatever i i i could see him hitting you know just right because you said he wants it right and that's a dangerous combo, you know, like a, a talented rider, somebody who wants it in a track that you can get away and, and just, you know, out, you know, ride the bike. So what do you think about that? I think cushion tracks, it's a lot of, it's, um, depends a lot of confidence. Like if you have confidence on the cushion track, you're going to yes. do well. I think his confidence is really high. I think he got third there last year. He's been riding a bunch of cushions this spring, man. I'm, I'm looking at chase. He's only 15 points behind Cody. I think Cody and Dalton's right there as well. Dalton's had his last three results are seventh, fifth, and 10th. Um, I don't ever question the talent of Dalton. He's very, very talented. Um, but man, I'm looking at the momentum of Chase. He was second, third, second, second, uh, four podiums in a row. I think Cody's looking at Sathoff right now. I really do. I think he's yeah. they 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 know each other well. They were amateur rivals. And there's a pattern with sophomore season championships. Dallas won in, in his sophomore year. Cody won in his sophomore year. Um, but I just know how good Cody is. So it's going to be an amazing second half of the year, honestly. I'm yep. I'm really looking forward to it because Cody and Chase, they're, they're good on every single track. Um, Dalton's, you know, he's a great TT rider. There's three TTs left on the schedule. He's a great car track rider. Uh, the only thing that yeah, but, doesn't play in Dalton's favor is there's three miles and yeah, I was going to say and, and in Cody. the season yeah. on two miles. Yeah. So they've got to lock it up <laughs> like by Sturgis or Castle Rock, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, but, and, but and you, I would say, I ahead. mean, you, 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 like I've mentioned on this pod many times, you get rewarded for wins. I think out of those riders, whoever wins the most races um, is going to win the championship. I, you know, you can, I don't even look at bad finishes so much as I look for wins. Um, If you, if you win a lot of races, it puts you in very good position. I mean, look at, look at Cody right now. He's the only one with three wins um, and he's got a 15 point lead. So, you know, you can, you can afford a 10th and eighth, but if you, if you win four races, you, you, you pull away. Like it, it really are the way the points is like the, the scale you get rewarded with wins, uh, which is good, you know? So. Yep. Yep. So you want to uh, <clears throat> keep going 
we can uh, crack down in uh, to the to the super twins and kind of yeah let's let's yeah. go to the twins um before we do that i want to shout out a couple events we have coming up mile high showdown august 19th imi motorsports complex complex we've been shouting it out for a few pods now we're going to keep it going erie colorado so that's that's where the event takes place if you're anywhere near that that area of the country go check it out it's a really cool event from what i hear i've never been there but it's the uh it's the day after my birthday so i'll have a i'll have a land shark for for that weekend but $1500 <laughs> pro hooligan purse dave kilkenny dave kilkenny's the guy that's it's what i hear so uh he he said it's the smoothest track you'll ever ride that's what dave said when i talked to him about it which is uh i mean that's a bold that's a bold comment so it must be it must be really good um follow them on social media at mile high showdown and we have another event actually coming up this weekend it's the idaho hot shoe national gnhc and outlaw atv uh this is the one you're going to right it's a three thousand dollar gnhc yep purse they have a quad purse which I'm not going to lie. I'm not a big quad guy, but if you're a quad guy, you can take your snowplow off the front. You can come check out the quad class. I might just bring a fucking quad and just collect this purse, Eric, to be honest. I'm a quad yeah, God. There you go. A thousand dollar quad em. purse. I like them when there's like precipitation and you can use a quad to like, go, go make the track nice. So that's when I like them. Yeah. I don't, I don't ever like quads, but, um, but cool. <laughs> so quad purse. And then there's a, there's a pro class purse of $500 as well. Practice on Friday, racing on Saturday. Gates open at 12 p.m. Signups from 1 to 4. Practice starts at 4.30. And that is at, uh, where's the venue? It's in, uh, it's Skyline uh, Motocross. It's uh, like 20 minutes okay, south yep. of the Boise Airport. Yep, Skyline. And it's Kuna, Idaho. K-U-N-A. So anywhere in Idaho, go check it out. Should be a really good lineup of hooligan racers, some top guys, and I'm sure there's going to be some pro guys that show up as well with uh, with a little bit of purse money. So uh, go check that out. It's an off weekend from American Flat Track. Go check them out. Uh, let's go into the Twins class. Some bold predictions for the rest of the year. Oh, man. it's uh, This one's interesting, too, but for different reasons, Eric. What are, what are your thoughts? Uh, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think the Arizona six plate is six place finish is going to come back and be a major storyline because uh, to be honest, we've got JD and three TTs coming up that that's going to, you know, steal some points. Um, but then you have three miles and if the current track record continues, Jared's going to make up his points. And then you're looking at how, how they do, um, in those TTs and the half miles, I know that they are opening up the Indians for half miles as well, but uh, yeah, I, I just think, uh, that sixth place at Arizona is going to be, um, a factor on if Jared can overcome those points. I know he saved it. He got up quick and got six, mm -hmm. but what could have been? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he was, what was he in when he fell? Was he in third or fourth? Third. Yeah, he was, he in, was third. in third. So realistically, I mean, he lost four points, five points there. I mean, yeah, it's if he was in second, you know, or first and he okay. fell and went to six, it, you know, it would have been a bigger gap. I think Jared winning Sacramento and Red Mile, I didn't have him to win those. I had the essence in one of the essence in bikes winning the drag strip, quote unquote, miles, 
with the miles yeah. that are left on the schedule, you can really roll, roll around, create momentum to coin Springfield. His bikes look great this year. Uh, I don't think the yeah. restrictors made a big difference. I more so think the time off this off season, I think just Kenny Tolbert went to work. I mean, it doesn't seem like the restrictor, the one millimeter deal has helped anybody else on Indian motorcycles. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm not buying that that helped at all. Uh, from what okay. I've talked to, what I've you know I've talked to some mechanics and tuners, and you know it was kind of not really. It was just like okay, we'll give you one millimeter. It, it was kind of like a band aid. I feel like where. I think Jared, they were prepared prior to that. Um, yeah. So I don't think it made a big difference. So I honestly, I'm, I'm just going to be honest. I thought Dallas had it in the bag after the first five races um, with the mm -hmm. schedule that was remaining. Um, I would say after the first six races, you know, I thought he had it. I thought he had it in the bag and he's still in really good shape, but I give me more of a shot now. Um, you know, if, if Dallas would have won sack mile, one red mile, it would have been, it would look very different right now in the points. And I think Meese is favored in at least half these races. And I also think Dallas can be favored in half the races. Um, Lima's a toss up. B Rob goes really good at Lima. Briar should be really good at Lima. I expect Briar to, it's not a bold prediction and maybe I'm biased, but I think he's going to win, win a race here soon, Briar. Um, between the coin mile and Lima, I think they're slowly figuring out that KTM. I think he's going to get a win. Uh, I expect B-Rob to be really good at Lima, possibly get a win there, or maybe one of these half miles. I think he's getting healthy. Uh, Vanderkoy, he could easily get a win. Um, it's just there's not as many players in the Twins class, Eric, to kind of you, mix it uh, up. Yeah, I was going to say, it. I think – the the way the points are going to shake out over these last few rounds, I don't think there's going to be a ton of surprises, except for there's going to be the B Robs, there's going to be the Davis Fishers that come in and and get a, a get a win and and really shake things up. So I think from a fan standpoint, those wild cards are going to be insane. So um, yeah, I don't know. It's gearing up to be a pretty cool because like yeah, like you have your two riders that are in it for the points, right? Everybody else is essentially, you know not going to be able to get it but every single race has uh another rider that it goes very well there that could line up and and throw a wrench into it so um, there's definitely a lot of storylines to pay attention to over the last few rounds it's gonna be a lot of fun yeah and do we do we see any new podium finishers the rest of the year i mean so the guys on the podium so far have been dallas jared jd briar fisher b rob vanderkoy do we see any new podium faces the rest of the year after, after those names. <laughs> so, so do we want to just go ahead and burn the ship down and say, yeah, let's uh, see if Henry Weil steps up on a, a twin for Peoria. <laughs> well, he's, he's racing. Uh, man, yeah. I don't even, I mean, I'm not, dude, I respect Henry's riding. He's phenomenal, but I don't even, I don't know if he would, you again, you cannot count Henry out of Peoria, but I don't think you can just jump up you know, from not racing in that series all year yeah. and go, go podium that class right now, even the all time best guy on TTs and at Peoria, he's got to beat Dallas, Meese, JD, Briar, Vanderkoy. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I, I just, I don't know. I mean, he's not, I don't think he's planning on, on doing that, but I did see he signed up for 
the uh, Three Rivers Half Mile in Canada, the one I'm doing. Um, yeah. So, so I'll get to see, I'll get to race with Henry and and see where he's at. I mean, he's he's phenomenal rider and he stays in stays in good shape. So I'm actually looking forward to that battle. Um, I haven't got to race Henry much the last few years, so it'll be good to uh, to line up with Henry up there, but. Um, I don't know, man. And, I mean, um, what's the, oh, I can't, hell, I can't pronounce that Canadian's last name. It starts with a B. Um, Dominic Bolak. Like, yeah. He's, yeah. He's great. Uh, Dave Pouye is good. Um, Dominic's uh, Dustin coming to race Brown. Lima. Yeah. Yeah. Dom, Dominic, Dominic's really good. Um, yeah. Yep. I mean, there's, there's some really good, like fast Canadian riders up there. So it'll be interesting. Just I'm I'm excited. Don't lose to Canada, okay? They already well, they, got the war of 1812 on us, so like we can't let them go back to. Did back. they really? Did they win a war over? Well, they America? burn our fucking White House down. No, I just like we wanted the land and we didn't get it. So I don't know. You could no say way. they won it, right? I didn't yeah, know that. Up. All right. Well, well, their history books say that they're grand champions of the world of war of 1812. So. Do they want a rematch? Yeah. I mean, do they want to? Yeah, exactly. A rematch. So, um, yeah, I mean, maybe Bronson gets, maybe Bronson figures out that KTM and he gets a podium on a TT. Maybe Colby. Colby's got a fourth. Uh, ben Lau's got a true. fourth. Yeah. Ben Lau has a fourth place finish. Johnny Lewis has a couple top fives. Um, Halbert, if whatever, I don't know what Halbert's doing there. I mean, he'll do, Halbert will do a couple of these TTs at the end and can't count him out. Um, yeah, I wonder if I he's doing know. Springfield. No, he's definitely not. Who, Halbert? Yeah. I don't think he's doing any big tracks, man. I think he's just short okay. track and TT or the last time I've – it's been a while since I've talked to Sammy, but uh, the last time I chatted him, he was kind of just sticking to the TT and short yeah. tracks. But, um, I mean, you he's think, uh, great. He's a good rider. We'll so. you, you think we'll see Carver? No. Springfield, maybe? No? I don't think so. No, nope, I don't think we see Carver. Oh, I heard Carver's doing that race too up in uh, Canada. Yeah, that's I how think, it's going through right? the list. Right? Is he yeah. doing it? I think Carver's doing that race too. Yeah, he'll be – Carver will be good up in that. I mean, it's – yeah, you have I – mean, with Carver and Henry up at that up at that race in, in Canada, they're two good cushion guys. I mean, I think they both have – I think they both have one Lima. So, they're – I mean, they're mm-hmm. great cushion riders too. So, um, I don't know, man. I, I don't see it. I just don't see – I don't see them – I don't see it. I mean, I, I want to, I want to see new faces on the podium, but yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know. We'll see, but no, I think, like I said, I think Mies has a shot. Um, but Dallas is good. He's got first or second, yep. every race. He's such a good rider. So, uh, I think it's gonna, we just, yeah, it's going to come down to who, who doesn't make that big mistake or who, you know, it's going it might come down to the mechanics and the teams. So, Ooh, that'd you know, be, that's, that'd be- interesting yeah. for sure yeah calls yeah. being made and yep setups all yeah. right so well we can we can stick on super twins or we can go to a third segment to where i was going to throw this one at you i think i know the answer but we don't want to talk too much about amateur nationals coming up but uh who do you think will win the horizon award oh come on man i can't i mean uh all right uh, okay. so so I will be at amateur nationals this year. I am actually, I guess I can announce it on the pod. I am the safety director for AMA amateur nationals this year, which uh, pretty, pretty humbled to, to get that call, man. I, yeah. I, I'm actually proud of how far I've come over the years with, I mean, I dude, I'm not gonna lie. Me and Ken Salon joke about it a lot, but I got suspended from the AMA when I was younger for 
just being a little <laughs> dickhead. So um, to go from that to where I'm at now and to, uh, get, you know, I've done race control, Moto America, I, I manage the mini cup, I do a uh, winter throwdown and to, to even be considered for that is, uh, is pretty special. So yeah, I'll be in charge of, I guess, track prep. I'll be, uh, making the calls, helping make the calls on track prep. I won't physically be out there on the sweeper, or the water truck, but, um, I'll help oh. them to the best of my knowledge, prep good, safe racetracks. And also I'll be up in, uh, quote unquote, race control, calling red, red flags and trying to keep the, the kids as safe as possible. Um, I have a kid out there who races, so I, I treat the kids, all these kids like they're my own. And, um, I'm looking forward to having that weight on my shoulders to keep the kids as protected as possible and give them the best racetracks that I can give. Um, you know, granted well, some of that, yeah, go ahead with that. You can't make then yeah so with that yeah you're not allowed to make a uh prediction because then that could be a conflict of interest if someone else makes it so no we'll, i mean i'll we'll give some that okay, i mean okay. I'll, I'll i don't fuck dude i mean i there's kids there's favorites i mean you have Braden fanders who he dominated yep. amateur nationals last year he's he's always up front um i see him ride quite a bit he's a pennsylvania kid He'll be, he'll be very good. Um, you have, uh, I think I'm not sure if he's coming, uh, but cage Tadman from California, he's, he's a really good rider. I don't know how old he is. I, I want to say he's 14 or 15. Right. So I think, I think he's riding a roof systems 450. Uh, he's got really good talent. And then I'm going to shout out my own, my own, my own guy that I help. It's no secret that I help, uh, Evan Renshaw and, he he's yep. coming off two big wins over the weekend. He won square deal and he won the dash for cash up at Medina with some really good riders. Um, Ryan Wells just texted me today. He's like, man, Renshaw, he's a dog. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's a good rider, man. These kids are good. So I think those, those three, um, you could even narrow it down to, uh, Braden and Renshaw. I mean, they're, they're so good. I mean, if they, they dominated the nationals last year and they were only 14. So, you look at those two guys and and they're going to be who you look at for that award. And it's going to come down to maybe the intangibles because the horizon award, it's not based just on results. It's based on sportsmanship, demeanor, um, how your team acts, how your parents act, things like that. So um, yeah, it comes down to some gray areas, not just race results. So Good luck to all the riders on and off the track and may the best one win. I'm excited to be there. And, and like I said, just, uh, take part in, in amateur nationals. It was cool to get the call. So shout out to, uh, Mike, Mike Pelletier, Mike Burkeen, uh, Ken Salon, everybody that asked me to be there. I was hoping for a week off, Eric, I was going to go to the beach and, uh, and hang. I was debating on sending crews cause we've been doing the Moto America thing and we're kind of burnt out from all the traveling, but, um, couldn't leave, couldn't leave the guys hanging. So I'll be out there. Yeah. And beautiful to coin. Yeah. It should be awesome. Yeah. I'll show you all the good dive bars. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> we could, we could, we could put the kids to bed and go have a couple brewskis. Uh, oh yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I actually wanted to bring something up, man. I got a question for you. Um, well, let me, let me shout out a sponsor. I'll, I'll hold dun, you on dun, that. Dun, I want to, I want to shout out Jerry Stinchfield. We talked about Jerry a couple of times in the podcast so far, but Roof Systems of Dallas, Texas, commercial industrial roofing company with nearly 40 years of experience. Jerry's an OG sponsor pod. So shout out Jerry. Um, I, what, what qualifies as a vintage bike, right? So 
I posted that little <laughs> Facebook video <laughs> and I joked around kind of, I was kind of serious. I have a, I think it's an O3 carb motor in my framer and it's a Honda 450, but look, look guys, time, time creeps up on me too. Right. So my younger sister, Keely, she just graduated college with, with a master's degree. And I sat down and thought about that the other day. I'm like, holy fuck. I don't feel old until I see all these other kids get old. I'm like, wow, like I've, I've been around a long time. So time creeps up on all of us, but wouldn't you think a 20 year motor would qualify as vintage? Um, all these guys are like these, these old heads, man, they're, that's not a vintage bike. My brake list is a vintage bike. And I was thinking, okay, that's more vintage, right? <laughs> I don't know how it yeah, works. That's, that's, um, I saw that and I was thinking that, uh, revisiting that definition because time has passed it. Like, I don't know why we're beholden to what it says now, like technology has developed and surpassed where bikes are from the early two thousands and they have made them antique. They have made them vintage. So do they need to revisit it to look at like pre X year or, you know, vintage, like is a time frame. Um, I, I think it's worth, uh, revisiting because like I was saying, you know, bikes develop, you know, like it's, it's, but I know that some people like to say the two valve versus four valve is a big part of it and blah, 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 blah. But no, I do think there's some credence to revisiting, um, what it means to be vintage and, um, yeah, it could be because it would be more inclusive with Arma, right? They would have more entries if they had more bikes that would run into the vintage class. So I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's I mean, a hundred percent. The Rotex is considered a vintage bike, so we're already oh, on that's that. That's like which... the bastard child of that uh, that vintage the the vintage class. From what I've uh, heard, is that you know some people hate the Rotex, some people like it, some people think it's not vintage, some people think it is. It's I mean, a vintage bike. There's vintage and then there's more vintage, right? I mean, even exactly. like a TT500, you look at the, and I don't know fucking anything about, about vintage bikes, dude, I'm being honest, but <laughs> you look at, I mean, the TT500 is a vintage bike, but um, what's an older bike? What's older than a TT500? I mean, there's there's different years for vintage, right? So I think- uh, yeah. A, a 20 year old, but 20 years, 20 years old. It's, it's old. I mean, I'm telling you, like I ride my framer. It feels like a vintage bike. Like it, the yeah. new, the people that say that they don't ride these new school DTX yeah. bikes with, I don't even know what all the fucking buttons do on my KTM. Like I was at Dairyland and I'm like switching map <laughs> one, map two. I didn't even know it had TC until like a couple months ago. Like I was clicking it and Evan Renshaw, he's like, turn the TC on. I'm like, what the fuck's that? So I don't even know what half the buttons do on my bike, but the new bikes, you know, in the last 10 years, even they are so crisp and fast. I mean, the benchmark for 450 Hondas back in like the mid two thousands, if you could get a mid 50, maybe 60 horsepower bike, you had a rocket ship. Now it's, it's like 70 horsepower is the benchmark. Um, it's yeah, it's, they've come a long way too. I mean, we have TC and flat track for crying out loud. It's, it's way different guys. Like than what it was even 15 years ago. Yep. I do know. Well, like at, 
like Steve Nace races and stuff like that, they they do a pretty good job of breaking up by uh, decades. Um, but I I know that they don't do that at the local level. Um, so you could always just flip the dime on people and say, hey, okay, well, at the local level, do things a little bit different. So vintage racing know. is, man, I'm, I'm going to piss people off, but it's so frustrating because there's 20 vintage classes because everybody wants to be, you know, in their own class, vintage, this lightweight, heavyweight, middleweight, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, blah, blah, blah. There's so many vintage classes and each class has like most of the classes and some guys are gonna be like, oh, my class had 10 guys, but most of the classes have two or three riders. And it's basically just like everybody gets a trophy. Um, I have vintage at winter throwdown but i just have one vintage class and i have guys all the time you should have vintage light vintage heavy it's like dude first off i do it as fuck whatever i put it once in my race but we just won't we only get nine or eight vintage riders as it is it's always the lowest entry class like i even at um escape the berg last year lawrenceburg i just don't get any vintage entries and i go to these vintage races and literally there's two guys out there that are yeah are riding so it's cool, man. I think it's got its place, but I, it's really hard to, to navigate vintage racing. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, maybe I'm not the guy to talk no, about. No, I mean, it's, there's a lot of, um, stuff that are, you know, a lot of time spent on what is, what isn't, uh, it's a lot of mental energy that doesn't go to the future of the sport. So I'll burn me alive at the stake for that one, but I just don't get worked up because I, I want to help the sport grow and, and continue. And that's at the, the kid level. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, I just, and I that's something too, it. that we're really struggling with these amateur races is, uh, especially in flat track, but honestly it's across the board. It's in flat track, moto, moto America, uh, just getting kids to race. I mean, every local race I see, there's just hardly any 50 CC riders. And I know some parts of the countries they have, they have a good turnout, but in like district six, which is one of the you know most popular districts in the country, we, they, a lot of championship riders have come out of district six. I mean, Jared Meese, uh, Johnny Lewis, uh, all these, you know, Kevin Varnes, uh, so many, me, my, you know, myself, Shana, uh, I, there's so many that have come out of district six and they're only getting like two or three 50 CC kids. I mean, it's, I don't get it. Like, I just don't, what all these fucking kids are playing on their iPads and whatever, and they're just not riding bikes anymore. Um, and then it's, you look at, I'm looking at, uh, I'm just bringing up the entries right now for the coin. I mean, there's the coin mile. It's in Illinois. It's, it's a center centrally located track. And there's right now there's 23 entries on the single and there's 13 entries on the super twins. I mean, it's, it's looking rough. We got to figure it out. We got to sit down and, and figure out how to get these entry numbers up. And, and like I said, in mini cup, I'm trying, like one of the things I want to do is, is have a rental bike, you know, it's where kids can just pay, yeah. pay, pay a little bit of money, or even just if it's donated and we can get some more kids on the grid, we got to do similar things when, uh, in flat track. Well, one of the things I've always said is, um, uh, co-sponsored events um you know there's probably so many you know behind the scene things that would keep this from happening but how cool would it be to have um you know an aft race going on with uh supercross at the same time whether it be you know the same venue or uh right next to each other just co 
uh, sponsored together. The same with Moto America and Flat Track. I, you know, I know there's a lot of legality behind it, but just as a fan, yeah, it would just make sense to, you know, and stop fucking putting flat track races in NASCAR parking lots. Like, I, it just doesn't draw. It's just, it's two different crowds, but we know who owns it. So I get it. Yeah. Yep. So in other news, I am you're you're a Royals fan, right? Eh? Big Royals I guy. Am. I'm I'm Brady is a is a homie. I'm going to see Brady pitch yeah. on I thought it was Friday, but he said he thinks he's pitching Saturday now in Baltimore. So yeah. uh well, is it Saturday? Just, uh, you know? He had a good outing. I think it's Saturday, yeah. Well his last right. outing wasn't yeah, it was last night. It put up uh almost six innings, five and a two thirds and no runs, limited hit. It's yeah, no, we'll turn this into a fucking baseball podcast real quick. <laughs> I know. And I don't know how much I can chat about because we're, we're, you know, we're good buds and we chat quite a bit. I mean, it's, it's gotta be hard to get motivated. I mean, he's, he's an re- extremely hard worker, motivated, motivated guy, but it's gotta yeah. be hard when your your team is 18 and 41. I mean, I thought you said the Royals were going to be better yeah. this year. It's like, yeah, damn. no, they, uh, a lot of younger players that we had counted on just didn't develop and, the previous administration and the hitting coaches and the pitching coaches, and I'm sure Brady will say this as well, just sucked. And so a lot of high draft picks went, oh, okay, well, I'll say it for them. <laughs> they just, they didn't develop like they should have. And that's why that whole, you know, managing team is sacked and not there anymore. And you're starting to see it come back. And um, the money is being invested in the team, unlike when they were terrible for 20 years. So um, the future is bright it's just not as bright as it should be right now all right well there you go i'm uh it's in baltimore which is only like an hour and 15 minutes from my spot so i'm actually yeah excited to go down there and maybe have a natty bow or two it's uh do it a beer yeah, in well, baltimore. Just, uh, yeah. yeah no you'll have a bunch of bud light <laughs> jesus christ yeah it's <laughs> exactly what i'm gonna have um <laughs> people drink uh, dude i've seen some of the shelves they're just no one's buying it it's like no no yeah backfired i don't like that kind of beer anyway to be honest i mean i guess i'm a hypocrite yeah. because i just said i'm gonna have some natty bows but i don't like just the <laughs> beer that just you drink it and you just don't get like tipsy at all you just feel like you're getting fat um it's uh i don't know i i just i don't i don't know i i'm not a i used to drink more beer than like liquor but now i just rather would have a crown and seven or something yeah, like just that get the job done faster yeah. right yeah yeah that's where i'm at to be honest but i've been so busy i haven't even like been able to have drinks at all um julian was going to go with me actually this weekend to the ball game because i thought he was uh pitching friday but he got pushed back and julian's busy i tried to get him on the pod but he was like eh i'll do it another time he's uh i guess he was working so uh the beauty of eric of the baltimore versus the royals both teams don't have like amazing fan bases. So the tickets are, uh, are pretty cheap. Uh, Brady's going to, Brady's going to hook yeah. me up with a few tickets, but, uh, I might try and get a couple other buddies to come and, and buy some tickets. And it's not like, you know, we're going to Yankee stadium or somewhere where tickets are crazy. So it's, it's actually. Yeah. So to, to wrap this into flat track, uh, for anybody that was at uh winter throwdown and what was that? 21. Yeah. No, it was 21, 22, 22 last year. Last 22. Year, 22. Yeah. Brady. Yeah. Bra- yeah, Brady was there, so um, he's seen you race. <laughs> yep, and he's uh, his brother Brandon Singer is uh, he was an AFT rider. So people that know Brandon Singer in Florida, he was he was an AFT pro rider, really good rider. He had a, a bad injury there at Atlanta, um, which is a bummer. But yeah, they're uh, that's how kind of I, I met the the Singer family, and 
Uh, Brett is a Brett. The dad is a general manager for, uh, I think it's Gator Harley Davidson. He's a general manager and he's a road racer. And yeah, so they actually have really strong ties to, uh, to, uh, racing. Um, so I thought that was, uh, was really cool. I guess you didn't watch, you didn't watch any Moto America stuff, right? Any of the super bike or anything. You're not a road race guy. Uh, this weekend. Yeah. No, uh, no, I did not. I did not. Yeah. Do you know, do you know, do you know who won super bike? Uh, I'm just going to throw out names. Was it Gagne, Bobier? I don't know. Somebody. <laughs> <laughs> well, but can uh, Bobier won the first one, but Josh Aaron got, got the win on the, on the second day. So I think actually I'm going to get Raspoli and Frankie Garcia to do a rewind pod from road America. I'm hoping, I'm hoping oh, that'd they, be awesome. we can get that done. Cause I was too busy to kind of obviously a mini mini cup to watch all the events, but uh, now, I might get, I will two- say I pay attention to the, the baggers and the, the rolling stuff. I, I, I at least look in to see who won those races. That's just a little bit more up my alley, but yeah. So that'd be cool to see Frankie and James uh, get on the pod. The Bagger Boys, yeah, it was a shout out to Bobby Fong, who's an, another good friend of mine. He checked out on day two and and sm- he yeah. smoked him. He he crushed it, and Raspoli got a second. So the boys were one too. That was that was sick. I was I was pumped for that. But um, yeah. So I don't know, man. I don't know what else there is to chat about. Uh, anything else on the radar? I don't think I've seen any news. Flat track news. Um, yeah. Tony. Tony Elias, uh, I don't even, you probably don't even know who that is, but he's a former Moto2 champion, Moto America champion. He like randomly retired after the race uh, yesterday. Yeah, I saw that. It reminded me of that football player a couple of years ago that just like retired at halftime. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Who, who was that? Oh, man. I, that was yeah, so funny. But they were like, they was were like it, a uh, really terrible was team. Was it Antonio Brown? Oh, didn't he just up. bounce at halftime too? Oh, Davis, something Davis, uh, Vontae Davis. Yeah. Retired at halftime in the middle of the Bills' second game, <laughs> removing himself from the game at halftime. He just said, fuck it. I'm out. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Cause like nobody really knew about it. The team, uh, Chris Ulrich who runs that team, um, the road racing world M4, uh, team, he had no idea either. They interviewed him. He was like, yeah, I, I didn't know. So, um, I don't know what my thoughts are on that. I mean, at the end of the day, I think it's slightly, old is he? uh, he's, he's not quote unquote old, but he's 40 something. Um, okay. he kind of retired and then he came back and then yeah i i don't know man i think it's so he's like you we all know you're coming back so it's so funny like when i posted it like this stuff from Dairyland, everybody's like like pat murray's like i see time retirement went well i was like relax i'm i'm still retired um <laughs> i think it's a little bit disrespectful honestly for him to just kind of yeah. bounce yeah. on his team i mean they put a lot of money i mean road racing there's a there's big investments to getting the bike, the electronics, the way you want it for the rider and the setup and the suspension. And I think he should have, he doesn't owe any sort of announcement to the fans or, or anything like that. But I think like, you know, I would, I would have, you know, told his team than this, them hearing it on the TV broadcast. I was like, man, that was kind of strange, but I like Tony, like he's a homie. Um, you know, he's always been really cool. To me, he actually did, I think it was Paris half mile. He did an AFT round in 2019 or 18. So he's, hmm. 
he's done the super super prestigio he's he he rides some flat track he's a really cool guy but that was kind of odd i was like huh that was like kind of odd um mm. yeah i don't know but yeah that's the only news i really saw um i don't think yeah i don't think there's it's anything pretty, else like i was saying it's 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 boring and somebody needs to fuck up and do something so we have some news to talk about all right yeah yeah that's, yeah that's i mean that's I think it's good content for us to get a pod out there. So people have something to listen to and maybe yeah. they don't like listening. To, I know there's people that definitely don't like listening, but uh, um, <laughs> the no look thing, we can talk about that, man. The, the <laughs> blind, the blind mile racing. Uh, I actually posted oh, a, a few photos on the Jesus. pod Instagram and uh, Hunter, Hunter Bauer uh, commented back. Uh, I can still see. And, I was just, I just LOL and I was like, it's all dude. It's, it's all love, man. I, I, uh, I, it's nothing against these riders personally, but I, it does not make a lick of difference. If you have your helmet down all looking down, or if you're just peaked yeah. up and actually looking where you're going, um, yeah. it's actually mind fucked me. Like yeah. I didn't know that I'm many people true. didn't look where they're going and they're mid pack. Like, yeah, I'm sorry guys. I'm, I just, I'm hammering the singles riders on this because it's actually really dangerous. Like you're looking down, you're, you're middle of the pack. Somebody throws a chain blows up and you're literally looking at your seat. Um, racing. Yes. You want to win these races, but there are more important things in life than racing. And it's so disrespectful to your peers. And it's just like to do that and not give fucks about safety it's just these guys, you win $1,200 if you fucking win the race and you're literally going blind 130 mile an hour. It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, and I'm not calling so out any, anybody when, specific. Like it's just everybody, a lot of guys do it. Well, I go back to when Mikey Rush went through that wind tunnel when he was riding for uh, the Morris Honda folks. And you go back, so he does that and he figures out all the data on how to, you know, be aerodynamic. But then if you go and look at his picture since then, he's still looking where he's going. So if, if any, like to me, that should say somebody that went through a wind tunnel has all the data <laughs> is still got his head up looking forward. Well, I would have my head up looking forward too. Yeah. It's just, again, it's disrespectful. And, um, you know, and I like Trevor, he's a good kid. He's a great rider, but that video, man, I watched that about a dozen times he literally drafts by the the guy leading and he just like keeps, keeps drifting, keeps drifting, keeps drifting. And he just bounces off the wall. And thankfully like all the riders were down far. Like it wasn't Springfield where, where they're like, they're on the wall. They were kind of a couple bike links off the wall. Cause if he would have hit the wall and bounced back in like, dude, it would have been carnage. Um, yeah, we've been really lucky. Like with, you know, the riders, I think they've been doing a better job with, late drafting and running into each other in the middle of the corners, but this no look thing, it's actually crazy. And I'm going to call out Trent a little bit because Trent, he does it when he's leading, which I've never seen him do it in the middle of the pack. I still hammered him. I, but when you're leading, it's one thing, maybe um, you still should look where you're going. What if a fucking squirrel runs out or something? I mean, not that it's going to matter, yeah, that, but <laughs> that happened last year. Wasn't it a turtle or something? Oh, there's been bunny rabbits and yeah, yeah raccoons and um, but if you're leading, it's it's still stupid, but it's 
it's bet. I mean, these guys, the pictures that we posted, they're they're in the middle of the pack, like not giving any shit. Inches where they're away, going. yeah, yeah, inches away. So, um, you guys got to do better on that. I mean, it's just you know, um, I texted Brian Tanner's Smith about comment it. Was pretty was pretty funny. Did you see Tanner's comment? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I texted Brian Smith about it, and he was he he was like, yeah, man, I I agree. Like, I I mean it's it's something that it's just gotta stop it's not worth it guys like come on do better like it's yeah so anyway i wanted to bring that up because i uh i would probably have half the singles paddock pissed at me but uh just, maybe, just another day of the week yeah yeah well i uh we we we're we're trying to we we love we love the guy i mean we love the riders right i mean it's not like yeah, we we exactly. don't like the the boys man but we're uh What's the word, man? Accountable. We're trying to hold you guys accountable. Yeah, so there it is. There it is. That that's the word, everybody. Drink your beer for the word. Yep. Drink your beer. Drink your yep. beer. Um, and apparently the other one is uh parody. So boom, there's the other drinking parody. Word. That must be your word. Yeah. Is that yours? Because I don't think yeah. I ever say parody. Yeah, that's okay, what my parody. wife said. She says that I use that word too much. And I said, Okay, thank you. Okay. Well, take your drink. Take your drink. That was the uh there was the words, the the pod word. Uh <laughs> I want to give a shout out to everybody who listens. Appreciate you guys. Make sure you follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify. We're kind of half-assed posting the pods on YouTube on the my Corey Texter racing page. We're working on growing it, figuring out a better game plan. Um, appreciate you, Eric, for kind of um, yep. helping me grow it and um, coming up with ideas. My life's so busy. I I love doing the podcast, but honestly, it's it's like probably seventh or eighth on my important things to do. And, um, you actually keep me motivated to, to, to get on it and do, and do it. So appreciate you for uh, holding me accountable, 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 take three drinks. So, um, appreciate, <laughs> appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll keep it rolling guys. Um, Hell yeah. leave us a review if you can on uh, iTunes, uh, Spotify, there's a section now where you can interact with, uh, the podcast. There's a question about like how you like the show and, and you can drop a comment there. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, that, that keeps us, keeps us motivated. Uh, you guys, the yep. feedback, the comments on social sharing the podcast, um, the more you guys can do that, the more motivated we get to, uh, keep these going. And I think it's important because we just don't have a lot of content in flat track right now. And, uh, yeah, we need to make sure there's a lot of parody between, no, I'm just kidding. Parody, parody, parody. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So We'll get a few more pods going this week and uh yeah, we'll we'll keep everybody posted. Maybe we'll we'll do maybe we'll do an amateur national rewind. I don't yeah. I don't I don't love doing the amateur thing. I I I uh I just it's tough. It's tough for me to uh I want to shout these kids the kids out, obviously. I've been big advocate for amateur well, racing. Well when we do the decoin wrap up, we can just add in a section of the the kids. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 We'll give them, we'll give them shout outs. We'll shout out the champs and the winners and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cause we got the horizon award up for grabs. I think they still do the fast brain award, which is a really, really cool award. It's given to a rider who gets good grades and he also excels on the racetrack. We have, uh, I think they still do the youth rider of the year award. They do the vet rider of the year award, which I'm coming for. Um, Ooh. I'm coming <laughs> for it. Nah, yeah, I got, <laughs> I got pulled. I got pulled. No, I couldn't do it anyway. Cause for amateur nationals, you have to sit out one year, but, uh, my goal is I want to do, um, I want to do the vet. I want to win the vet rider of the award and the horizon yeah. award in one. So, 
I don't know. I don't think I wonder how that would work. Like what if what if like a 35, 40 year old guy showed up, rode all four premier amateur classes and like swept it? Would they give like is there a is there an age? I gotta ask Ken Salon. He he loves my questions like this. If is there an age like where does it top off? Like, can you be 20? Yeah. Can you be 23, 24 win the award? If you just yeah, started so you racing, you gotta push the boundaries. That's how you know. Push the boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Um that would be uh that'd be something else. But all right, guys, that's a wrap. <laughs> we could chat probably for about random shit all day. Appreciate all you Eric, appreciate you, man. And yep. Chat soon. We out.